0: Episode number 12 of season 3. My name is Russ Shaw. Today, facing some of the critics. Little Pod bumper promo music on the podcast today. Love the Pod. That's uh, it's from the album Testify. Um, <laughs> it's hard to believe, but some people don't like the show. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. I don't get it either. Um, but <laughs> I am open for constructive criticism. I am, and, and sometimes when people get angry or, or I touch a raw nerve and people are like, ah. What? You know, and they fire back or, or leave a negative review of the podcast. I mean, that's cool. I, I get that. It's just you know, it's just how you how you do it. So, uh, I'll address some of that stuff, and hopefully, I'll try not to offend everybody. Um, but I'm offensive sometimes. I, I don't apologize for that. Sometimes, uh, if you're passionate, if you're um, you know, if you're out there, you're passionate. You got something to say. You're going to offend people. Uh, that's one of the one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Jesus says, uh, "Woe to you if all men speak well of you, right? If everybody thinks you're awesome, woe to you, right? It probably means that you're a very shallow person <laughs> because you don't you don't push anybody's buttons, um, especially when it comes to talking about heart stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to push some buttons, so I hope I hope you can appreciate that. And if you don't. Thanks for listening. See, it, it shows that you have the kind of character that would listen to someone that you disagree with. Uh, not everybody who listens is Christian, by the way, and and I dig that. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're you have an open mind. Uh, again, I'm glad you're listening, and I, I I take your your criticism to heart. All right, if it's angry, if it's constructive, whatever, um, I I, I like it. That's cool. I go back and listen to some of the past shows, and and I don't agree with everything I say, right? There's some things I disagree with. So, the funny thing about the show on iTunes, if you go to the iTunes store and you look up the podcast, um, there's about 26, 28 reviews, something like that, and uh, I have no three-star reviews. (laughs) So, let me explain this to you. So, on itunes it's it 's you know five stars or one star right that 's how they do the the rating system so you can get four stars you can get five stars, you can get two stars or you can get one star or you can get three stars there 's nobody that 's given me a three star review like people either love me or hate me i don 't know i don 't know what to think of that I think it 's kind of cool uh, um, i 've got more uh, good reviews than bad which i i enjoy, right? I'll be honest with you, i i am emotionally affected by by the stuff you say whether it's in an email or on a review. It, it does make me I'm human, all right? It does make me feel good when when someone says, "Hey, you know, something you said and the time that you put into this thing, it matters to me." And and I appreciate that. And when someone has constructive criticism, um I'm less likely today to react with anger than i was in the past (laughs) so there's that um and so i really want to help help you understand where i'm coming from rather than just being a you know an arrogant jerk which i i'm guilty of in the past (laughs) more often than i want to admit so moving forward with the show i wanted to talk about some of that stuff um recently in in the news a couple people who who have passed away within a week of each other Uh, totally this has a a lot to do with the the topic of the show today margaret thatcher died recently Uh, famous quote by her i guess i I saw someone tweet it on twitter so it must be must be true right um One of the quotes by Margaret Thatcher was, if you're going to do something to get people to like you, you're not going to accomplish anything. Which I thought was awesome. Margaret Thatcher, who just did what she felt was right as a leader, whether people liked her or not. You know, that quote is so anti-American political machine. (laughs) It's just, it's refreshing. I don't agree with all of Margaret Thatcher's politics, but, uh, you know, I I respect the woman, right? Iron Lady, if you've seen that film, she, uh, yeah, man, headstrong, witty, smart woman. Anyway, passed away recently, like 87, I believe she was. Also, speaking of critics, Roger Ebert of of, uh, Chicago Sun-Times, a famous film critic died the guy who came up with the uh, you know thumbs up thumbs down passed away recently now, this guy was so influential that if he reviewed your film and and it got a thumbs down like you would lose hundreds of millions of dollars if you were a big budget you know production in hollywood i mean th- that's the influence this guy had on the uh, on the industry right before like rotten tomatoes and stuff like that uh, I remember watching, you know, Siskel and Ebert as a kid, and they would disagree and go at it, and yeah, so famous, famous critic, critics, right? Got to be open for constructive criticism. That's what I'm talking about on the podcast today. Some of the stuff that people have said, and uh, you know, and some people say it angrily, and that's cool, right? I, I'm a formerly uh, angeraholic. Myself, you know, went off on people. I could troll with the best of them back before it was called trolling. Right? I was trolling before trolling was cool. <laughs> uh, the the picture of the the episode today, if you're on iTunes, you'll probably see this. Um, is me standing in front of the the Fremont Troll. It's called. If you ever come to visit Seattle, you go to this neighborhood called Fremont, which is a strange little neighborhood in uh, just outside of downtown Seattle, just other side of Queen Anne Hill. Uh, Fremont—it's interesting. There's actually a statue from the Soviet Union, from formerly right the communist Red Square. There's a statue of Lenin in Fremont. It's right next to a Taco Del Mar. <laughs> And many times, like it, Taco, Taco Del Mar, if you don't know about it here on the West Coast, uh, USA, they'll, it's like a burrito. It's like Mission style burritos, right? So they wrap them in these like aluminum foil things, and that's kind of their signature. And sometimes, like somebody will wrap some big, like I don't know, like a thing of paper towels or something, in, in aluminum foil, and they're stick it up there in Lennon's hand, right? Like he's he's, he's walking into the future holding a taco del mar burrito so anyway so but it's like a couple of blocks away from from the, the statue of lenin that the city doesn't own that either by the way somebody some uh, private citizen here in seattle bought it and and decided well you know i'll just give it to the city to put in fremont actually he didn't give it to the city I, he's letting them display it there i i don't i don't know <laughs> it's just interesting um but yeah, the Fremont Troll is just a few blocks away from that. I guess it's not too far from Skid Row, where they, there used to be skids, and, and they would pull up these logs up onto the skids. And, and the laborers back in the day, right, during the Depression or whatever, used to sleep there. And that's why they call it Skid Row. I guess the, the, the name Skid Row comes, and this is what I've heard, I haven't haven't checked my sources, but uh, that's what I've heard, that the name Skid Row comes also from this neighborhood in Seattle, in the Fremont area, um, just not too far from that bridge where that sculpture of the the Fremont troll is. Uh, Anyway, it's under the 99 bridge in Seattle. Anyway, the troll under the bridge. I digress before I... uh, before I go on and tell you about the rest of the landmarks and sites in Seattle, (laughs) let's get to the point. Um, My heart tends to default to anger and trolling kind of bitterness. Um, That's just something that I've had to deal with. It's, It's part of the the thing under the behavior. Right now, I'm doing a coaching series via video, by the way, on the website, ASI247.org. It's up in the top left-hand corner. You click on that link, and you can go to the video series there. And I'm talking about these kinds of things, like. the dragons underneath behavior modification right like behavior modification is kind of the the shoulds and ought tos like here's the things you need to do and here's the things you need to stop doing and then you'll be clean and you'll be fixed right well it's it's more complicated than that um, yes yeah that's the troll underneath the 99 bridge before I uh, digress into telling you the rest of the sites of, of Seattle <laughs> I'll get to the point um, My my trolldom, right, had a lot to do with my heart and really I'm talking about this stuff on a heart level. Right now, by the way, on the website ASI247.org, I'm doing a like a video series called Killing the Dragons Under Behavior Modification. And this was a big one for me. It was anger and then bitterness, right? Whether it was a passive aggressive anger that would turn to bitterness, you know, in my thoughts, or just being a troll type of person, you know, and just being critical and negative and angry about life in general. And if anybody crossed me, man, you were going to hear about it, right? Or I was going to get in a fight with you, whether it was, you know, I mean, that's just the kind of guy I was, um, slash, are to a certain degree. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a metaphor. I I know a guy who went through uh, some serious rehab. He had some serious chemical dependency issues. He did meth for like you know methamphetamine for like six or seven years. Um, survived that, and but his teeth are are, are a mess. It's uh, a thing about doing methamphetamine. Is it? It'll wreck your bone structure. I mean, it attacks your teeth. It, it attack. You break bones easily. And part of this, he was talking about his teeth, and he said, "I have to watch what I eat." And he and there, he has had some. He's got a good job now. He's been clean for like ten years or something like that. But his teeth are still to the point where if he if he drinks hot like if hot coffee. Hurts his teeth, he, he eats ice cream, his teeth get hurt really ho- bad, right? So he's got like, like raw nerves right there in his teeth still. Um, and and I, I, I'm kind of like that, I guess. I still have, I'm an emotional guy, you know, you could say I have a, I'm a sensitive soul, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so a way that I, I block that sensitivity, I've used anger, all right. As a way to kind of distance me from other people, to not have to be in messy relationship with them, to not have to reconcile with them when I've hurt someone or when someone's hurt me, I just tend to get angry. That's my default mode. And it's kind of like that 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 guy that friend I know with the with the teeth, right? I have to realize and and when that hurt happens, I have to you know, check myself for I wreck myself, right? (laughs) Like Ice Cube said, a little quote by Ice Cube there, right? Um, I have to check my own heart and and realize, okay, where where am I doing here? Where Where am I going? Where are my motives? For me, a life event comes up, or a conflict comes up, and, and I have a choice on how to react, right? Like I can react emotionally and I can just, you know, go to default mode and let my passions and appetites run in that, in, right, in that conflict, in that situation. Or I can hit the pause button, stop and think about how I'm going to react. And and then react out of that. And, and I'll tell you, the second one has taken some time and it's taken some work. And that's where I wanted to talk about, you know, an email from a listener, social media. Um, at Russ Shaw, by the way, is my Twitter handle if you want to do that. ASI247.org is my email, Facebook, all that stuff's on there. Um, but anyway, so... I had a, a message from a listener talking about the 12 step. I, now, I've had a lot of these over the years, and a lot of people, you know, the, the sense that people get uh, that I have from 12 step is negative. And I, I'm i critical, right? I want to be honestly critical, but I also I don't want to come off as negative either. Um, this individual said, My appetites need to be in check, and those folks have helped me. They are my family in, in the darkness, in the dark desert. They are my community. Those folks have saved my life. And, and, and this guy, I, I'm not going to share his whole email, but that part was what, um, impacted my soul. All right. Cause there's truth in that. And I have been overly critical, I believe of the 12 step program. More than i 'd like to admit, and that 's what I want to talk about today those Those appetites and those affections and those desires need a system and a plan in place as we move into the future. I interviewed John Gayton in that episode a few episodes ago, and I talked about you know starting at the beginning, right? you ever seen a movie like that where you you know the movie starts at the end. Right and you're kind of like, "Wow, what the heck happened here?" And then the rest of the movie kind of tells a story of how how we got to the opening scene. So hopefully ASI season three is going to be solving all that dissonance and and getting you to understand what it looks like to not just recover from sexual addiction, but to continue without, you know, massive relapses that, that cripple, you know, marriages and, and just cause venereal diseases. Right. Um, (laughs) that's just what I'm talking about. What does it look like to walk this thing out? Um, my approach has always been uh, theology and psychology, right? Like, I don't think religion and science are, are opposite one another. I think people that say that are, are ignorant, all right? And, and yes, I, I know I'm saying that about some very brilliant people. But really, you know, they, they just don't get it. There's, there, I've noticed that there are some really super smart, like book smart people that will blow your mind with their intellect that have no street smarts whatsoever. And some of them don't even have any common sense whatsoever. All right. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, science and, and, and faith and theology are not mutually exclusive. Um, they, they very much fit together. C.S. Lewis, and I've talked about this quote quite a few times, but I'll it bears repeating. Uh, <laughs> you're not just a body, right? You're not. It's not that you have a soul. It's that you have a body and you are a soul. Um, this is some of the approach that, that I'm going to talk about over and over again in this podcast. And moving forward understanding what addiction is, what unwanted behaviors are and, and the roots of some of that. You know, not just stress or depression or anxiety, right? And sure, those are those are some of the roots, but even going deeper than that, um, really it has to do with untamed passions. And let me unpack that for a moment. Um, the thing that I've noticed time and time again is that We all, you know, we're all a spirit, and we all are moving in a certain direction. And it's very, very difficult to change that direction with just sheer willpower. For me, in in my relationship with God, it really had to do with me taking off, like, layers of armor, you know. And one of those layers was understanding grace, understanding that he loves me despite the fact that I was stuck and that I had to move, you know, out of my current heart condition to 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 help me see you know to walk in the light to stop having a death mentality to stop navel gazing right staring at my own desires passions lusts it's just all about me and and to look up and to start to realize where i was going So we live in this earth suit, right? This body that is constantly tempted by continual appetites. And our will, you know, our will is fragile at best when it comes to the overindulgence that can can come from these appetites. You know, we weren't created to just continue to feed, whether that's food, drink, or sex. I mean, the thing about food or drink is that if we don't do those things, we'll die. But sex, you're not going to die. may feel like it. You know, that was a big truth. That was a big um, revelation for me. So I had a, a coach, you know, counselor that told me that. Like, Russ, if you don't have an orgasm, you're not going to die. Because I, I really felt like, like it was that serious a thing. That I rub one out or have an orgasm that day. It's not true. You're not going to die. But it's a good example of the fact that our bodies have appetites. And when we overindulge those appetites, they don't go away. Like you don't just stop eating when you're not hungry, right? <laughs> if, if that was true, I mean, the, the food industry would be look totally different. We eat because it tastes good and we like it and we, we want to overindulge. And when our, you know, our, when our appetites go untamed, they grow, right? The fleshy appetites get so big that they start to shadow the soul appetite. And the soul appetites are for what's good, what's what our purpose is, for seeing, you know, seeing other people and, and, and being light in their life and pushing back what's nasty and dark and cold in their lives. You know, when, when our, our flesh starts to overshadow our soul, I mean, that's what happens when, when we just let that thing run, right? Let those passions and appetites run. Freedom. You know, it, 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 people think about freedom like, "Oh, yeah, if I just, I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want." No, your your flesh is gonna, you're just gonna give it into your flesh to let it do it it wants, and after a while, it will own you. And you will no longer be free. So, real freedom comes from a discipline of taming our desires and taming our passions by watching what our appetites are right over time that's that's discipleship god wants us to steward our bodies and steward our lives in a way that is loving to him and to others jesus says if you love me keep the commandments right the old testament law don't kill don't steal don't cheat on your wife don't make idols And listen, that's not to say that if you don't, then you're going to hell, all right? That's just toxic religion. That's not what Jesus is saying there. He's saying, I love you. I already love you. You're already chosen. The way you love me back is be kind to other people. Be good. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind. And love others as yourself, more than yourself. All right? That's, that's a discipline. That, that's not our default mode, most of us. The Bible talks about these metaphors like we're God's kids, you know, outstretched arms reaching for him with Abba Father. Like that's how God wants our heart condition. All right? I don't look at my kids and say, here's this book of rules. If you can do that book of rules, then I'll love you. All right? And neither does God. God loves you already. It's like I talked about when I started the podcast. It's it's not that you're you're not going to change, right? Everyone changes over time. Oh, you're asking me to change. No, you are changing and you will change. That's true. Now, there's a heart level part of you that always stays the same. And that's good. That's how God made you. That part should stay the same. There's some, there's some character flaws. We all have them, sure. But, you know, there, there's an essence to you that is uniquely you. All right? And God made you that way. And God loves you. But your desires, your passions, and sexual desire, sexual passions, when those start to overshadow the soul, man, it's, it's a progressive thing. The passion, the desire, the jacked up unwanted desire, it's progressive and it grew that way. And uprooting that is going to take some action and it's going to take some work. Again, you don't have a soul. You are a soul and you have a body. And that body is provoked to own your soul. You know, there's a war going on. And in season three... My challenge for you, and it may be the greatest challenge that anybody's ever challenged you with, is to start to learn and actively carry out what it's going to take to tame those appetites. To discipline your flesh, to become a disciple. To learn to love God, to let Him love you. Learning grace, that was a big one for me, you know stay still long enough for him to do some heart work on you and and see this thing change because it will change it has changed for me i'm living proof and there's a lot of people that have seen good results all right and for the bulk of us it took some work it took some work so if you're with me and you're ready to get on your lion taming gear and start to tame this freaking desire man i'd love to hear from you again russ at asi247.org i'm going to do something a little different i'm actually going to start talking about the 12 steps i'm not taking back some of the stuff i've said but i've had a kind of a negative bent towards the 12 steps and i want to start looking at the positive side because there is so much research there's incredible, unsurmountable, unignorable amount of research that says that this works. These 12 steps help people. These 12 steps help people in sexual addiction. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna look at them. We're gonna take an honest look at them. I've done enough, you know, ragged on the 12 steps. I'm gonna start looking at the positive side of it hopefully we can illuminate some more truth. Hopefully some hearts and minds can be changed and I can repent of some of my own self-righteous religion when it comes to these these steps. You know, I I have a jacked up past with them, (laughs) right? I I didn't go through 12 steps for sexual addiction. I did start in 12 steps for substance abuse. Uh, But, uh, man, again, there, there... there's just there's good results. See, motivation takes attitude, and attitude is different than just having more book knowledge, right? It's having a plan and then working the plan. It's having some information. It's formulating a plan and then putting that plan to work. Even having a plan when your plan doesn't work out, right? It's like I heard one guy say that you know reaching a goal you have to have an attitude like a honing missile right a honing missile is a is one of these missiles that you know they'll go after a target even if the target turns or sways or gets behind a, an obstacle that's that's having a plan working a plan and checking your heart getting your heart to the point where you have the right the motivation to get the application of the information, all right? Does that make sense? Like, there's not a lack of information. There's a lack of application to the information we know. So, and that application is going to take attitude. It's going to take heart. It's going to take, it's, you know, uh, stop complaining. It's going to take no excuses. It's going to take a new definition, a deeper definition of love for the people around you. So that they're not hurt and stung by this behavior that seems to be controlling your life. I've been there, man. I know how that hurts. I know having this behavior, this unwanted behavior, control you and you don't control it. I know it's power and ruling factor in your life because I've been there. And I'm here to tell you that there is freedom. All right? But it's going to take doing some things that are going to make you very uncomfortable. And I hope you can appreciate that. Because these 12 steps are a very good plan. They really are. Again, some of the leadership, some of the people who you know get bitterness in their own hearts and don't know how to lead... Need to either step down or get someone else to to lead a group or do something else. But I'm telling you, there is there is freedom in in following this plan. There is. You don't get to blame your leader. Maybe if you don't, you know, you think your leader's got some issues, you confront him and then you step up and lead. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying this is uh, this is real life happening now, and it can take you nine years or it can take two to five years. It's up to you. It's up to you. These steps, you know, and and again, I apologize to the listeners who who think that I've been uh, harshly critical towards 12 step. Um, I'm, I'm willing to look at it from a different angle just because of the sheer results involved. You can't ignore them. I'm not gonna ignore them anymore. So I'm going to leave the show right there. Russ at ASI247.org. If you want to send it email, if you've been up to your neck in me, right? And you want to, uh, I don't know, correspond with the show, you can do that there. Or ASI247.org is the website. Donations, man, this thing runs on donations. I, I, I bring that up just because it does. So if you could donate, man, I would appreciate it. Um, Pray for me, pray for my family, uh, taking on this thing, making this decision. There has been spiritual consequences, right? There has been resistance spiritually and and I feel it. So please uh, keep me in your prayers if you're thinking about it. And and I'm going to be praying for you guys, um, this new direction. Uh, It's something different. So I, I love you guys. I mean that sincerely. Um, until next time, I'm gonna end the show with a little little classic rock here AC DC back from 1978way. Anyway, bye.